Have you ever looked around your business and thought to yourself, is this it? Are you making money, but yet you want more? Or maybe you have ideas in your head, but you're just not sure how to develop them into a revenue stream. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rohn and Lisa Beck, where we help you unlock your business potential and scale your business beyond trading time for money. Each week, you'll hear ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. Let's do this. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rome and Lisa Beck. And Lisa Beck, how are you doing today? You look uh, composed as as usual. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, but I can tell there's something wrong. Like maybe you've been dealing with a curveball or something. Perhaps I'm a yeah. weasy bit frustrated. Do tell. Do, Do tell. tell. Yes. Well, my daughter mm. is abroad for mm-hmm. the semester. And I was so very proud of her before she left. She did research on how to use her phone. Because you can't go without your phone these days. Well, she's 20. The phone's attached to her hand. Right. She left about four days ago, and we have been dealing with the curveball since then. So, give me what is yes. the curveball? The curveball is the solution was to buy a SIM card and change out her SIM card, which is what air quotes all of her friends have done. And she researched was her research all of her friends? No, no, no. she actually went online because that's what I would have done. Yeah, hey, what did you do? Yeah, sounds good to me. I'll go try that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, because I asked questions okay. yes. because that's what I do. Yes. And said, well, I need more evidence than just sort of what your friends did. Yes. And so she went online and she looked at the different companies that offer cell phones and yeah, data yeah, and SIM yeah. cards. This in is Europe. easy. This is easy. And came back with, here's the best deal. Here's how I'll use it. It just, it made sense. Mm. And that is where the curveball began. Okay. Because of the way the carrier that we use does our cell phone plan, we can't use a SIM card. So now we have spent 72 hours mm. trying to come up with other viable solutions. And we, by we, you being the guide. Yes, yes. And? It then involved me getting involved and going to the store and dealing and coming up with additional solutions, which, by the way, Megan, to her credit, did come up with uh, one of the solutions that we actually ended up using. So How about that? It, it did have a happy, it has a happy ending. Yes. So Yay. why are we talking about this in the con- on a business podcast? Well, the reason is everything that Lisa Beck and Megan Beck went through as a business leader, more than likely, you're going to have to do with your team. Now, you may not have done it as eloquently as Lisa did, right? Because you're so good at coaching people through this process. Oh, thank you. Thank yes. you very much. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about today, right? We're talking about, number one, you have to start. That's why you're listening to Cage Vision Podcast. You know you have to start. You know you have to do something, but you can't just tell your team, here's where we're going. 
see you later, see you at the finish line. Doesn't work. No, it does not. It doesn't work. In fact, our friend Zig Ziglar said, you hit what you aim at, and if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Oh, I like that a lot. That is good. He actually borrowed that from Henry David Thoreau. I'll read that quote later. Let's okay. go. Let's go into what Zig says. He's talking about. All right, I think he's speaking to directly. You have to swing at something. Yes, and that's right? what we've been talking about for the past several weeks. What are you aiming at? What are you going to swing at? Yes, and so we say, you know what? Hey, we've got this one-page system. That's what we use. Whatever system you use, that's fine. Just don't put a PowerPoint presentation in front of your team and say, "Good luck." right? Lay out a clear plan, lay out a path. But even when you do that, expect the curveball because you're going to get one, right? And so Zig's, Zig is saying, hey, you can't just sit back. And we are saying, yeah, but you also can't just swing at anything. You can't just say, okay, team, here's the plan and have them swing at anything they think is right. You have to pace the progress. And We've got a few stories for you to help uh, business stories, right? Not just Megan and Lisa stories, but business stories that sort of frame up what we're talking about. And as usual, we've got some takeaways for you um, because we know this. If you swing at everything and then you freak out and you don't swing at anything, it leaves you frustrated and it, you get to a point where you're like paralyzed, you're so indecisive at what to do next. So as a business leader, as the guide, you have to do what Lisa did. Ask those critical thinking questions to draw out the solution and help them find the path, get back on the trail. All right. So the first story, Lisa. I like the first story okay. because I think it is an example of how companies have to be flexible. So you have something that you're aiming for, you have that objective, and you get a curveball, and you're probably going to get more than one curveball. And sometimes those curveballs change your company's trajectory completely. Yeah, so we're going to first, the first story I love because it is that they started out as this, and they ended up as this, and are wildly successful. We're not saying that Necessarily, you as a business owner have to be that drastic, but actually two of our stories end up that way. Are pretty drastic. But I think that, so this is about PayPal. And so when PayPal first started, they actually were looking towards the cryptography field. So that's like decoding and deciphering things. Cryptography. Who who, who decides to create a business like that? Well, PayPal thought that was what they were going to do using, you know, information and algorithms and the internet and and putting it all together in a company that dealt with cryptography. And that didn't work. They got thrown some curveballs on that. And so they adapted and said, well, we're going to work with PDAs, so personal devices. And we're going to do person-to-person payments for PDAs. That didn't really work either. And so, so they peer-to-peer had to shift pay, is that what they call it? Um, no, it was... Like Venmo? No, 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 no. It was like the device itself. 
oh. on a device. Oh. It was specifically for a device. Okay. That didn't work either. And so then they shifted to what they are today. Mm. But because they were so flexible at dealing with the curveballs and coming up with viable solutions that I don't want to get this wrong, but I think it's they started in 1998 and they were able to go public in 2002. That's wow. how fast they made wow. those shifts. So they see something like, hey, we got to change this. This is not working, yes. right? Yes, they didn't stop swinging. Yeah. They didn't swing at anything. They had a clear path, but when they got thrown a curveball, they took a New York second and said, what are the solutions? Where do we go from here? Set a new forward path and kept going. And by the way, that new forward path, I am certain they received curveball after curveball after curveball but once they found out hey we can handle these curveballs better than the other way then they became resilient through that process right yes love that story all right i got a story what's your story walmart walmart yeah walmart because obviously big box retailer right physical locations amazon starts to come in take territory and they said okay it's just an online business we'll create an online business the problem is they did not integrate that online business fully with the big box so it's sort of if you're amazon and you're online you don't have to have a big box to support and you know and supplement your business but if you're walmart and you already have that and then you try to go online well now you need to make it easy for me and so what they had is two different business units where you could not return something that you bought online to a walmart store wait 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 wait, wait, wait. hold on yeah you could order something online yes get it and then not take it a mile away to your nearest walmart store yeah so i've heard i've never actually done it have you even been in a walmart i don't think i have in 2018 i'm gonna try to keep that streak alive i think you should yeah okay no i don't have anything against it I just don't like really big stuff where I have to hunt for things. Well, we already learned last week that you outsource Home Depot. So not being in a Walmart does not surprise any of us. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> so that so that's one where you ha- you think you've handled the curveball? Uh, not so much. Not so much. Now, in the story that I heard, I was going to say read, but more than likely it was heard, is that They've now integrated the two where you can return. And they, they have created those two divisions and said, you know, we got, we're one company here and it is their fastest growing, I hate to use the word division, but I'll throw air quotes out there because air quotes are fun to say that I just throw out air quotes. So that's, it's, it's the online business, right? And so transitioning from online to physical retailer, like, but still having that aspect where people can go and feel comfortable, especially given the demographic, I think is a great approach for Walmart. It just wasn't when they started. Well, and I, th- I think that goes to the whole concept of managing through a curveball. Yes. Who, you know, when someone came to the powers that be at Walmart and says, hey, we need an online business because that's the way the world is going, not perhaps not enough questions were asked about, okay, what do we know? What's assumed? You know, what do we need to know? Or else perhaps 
that wouldn't have been an issue, the whole not being able to return to well, a local I th- Walmart. Yeah, I think they had a tough challenge, right? If they wait to figure out how to sell online and integrate with all of their stores, that's a big business problem for someone like Walmart. So they probably just had to figure out how to start and then integrate. The point is that once they fully integrated it, then wow, they take off. That, you know, applaud them because most really big, bulky companies don't have the ability to do that. They can't do that, right? So great job, Walmart. Still not going to see you in 18. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you have another example for us. I I have a smaller. Yeah, but it's great because, and here's what I wanted to say not every curveball that you see means that you can adjust your plan. It may mean. You need to pull the rip cord and just go to a completely different direction. Yes, this is the smaller version of PayPal going from cryptography to payment system. But I have a friend who was a mortgage broker and, of course, did great in the early 2000s until the real estate crisis hit. Yeah. And things dried well, it up. Was, can we say, I just need to have a moment here. It was, it was, you said real estate crisis. I, I mean, the, I'm sorry, the great recession. You, you know, like, I think I'm going to be in a rocking chair one day telling, uh, you know, my grandchildren, like, oh, hopefully I am. But I remember, I remember 08. It was when, bad. It was awful. And I hope I don't see it again because that was bad. It was bad. Anyway, I hope I don't see it again. Anyway, it changed, uh, changed a lot of people's lives, but particularly this person. Yeah. So this person was a, a mortgage uh, broker and doing great. Mm-hmm. Most of them were. And then the Great Recession happened, which was predicated by a real estate crisis. Yes. And all of a sudden he has no business. Yeah, nobody's and buying a house. They can't no, afford the one they bought. No. Yes. And so there aren't really a lot of solutions to that problem. Yes. When that's what you do. And then, of course, with all the regulatory requirements that were then handed down after that, it just made it more and more challenging. Yeah. And so he pivoted completely and said, I need a whole different solution mm. because mm. this is not working anymore. And so he actually started a company. He saw that all the food trucks were beginning to, and it's brilliant. It's brilliant. brilliant. Love it. So all of the food trucks, and where do food trucks prepare food? Mm. And so they have to fall, a lot of them, under health department guidelines. So he created a business. um, It's called Chef's Kitchen. And it is a commercial kitchen that most of the food truck operators, we're in Birmingham, Alabama, and so most of the food truck operators cook and prep their food out of this commercial kitchen. I think that, he that is brilliant. Operates. Isn't that fabulous? I love it. It's great. That is a way to handle a curveball. Yes. All right. I am going to read the quote from Henry David Thoreau um, because Ziggs is good, but I think uh, the next one is maybe a little bit better if I can pull it up here. Lisa, Fill in the space. Fill in the space. Oh, no, I got it. Never mind. (laughs) Well, you didn't really give me any space to fill. I didn't. I didn't. Sorry. So he says, in the long run, men only hit 
what they aim at. Therefore, though they should fail immediately, they had better aim at something high. I love that's so that eloquent. One. It is. I, I can't believe I was the one that read that. You should have read that. <laughs> but anyway, the beauty of that is we're talking. We're like we're going to land the plane here because we're talking about. Uh, you're talking about caged vision. You're aiming high. You're listening to this podcast because you want to learn about how to do this the right way, how to create the clear path for your team to follow so that you can hit that high, high mark. Because when you swing and miss and you didn't aim at anything high, man, that is pretty defeating. But if you aimed at something high, you laid out the best plans and then you get a curveball, that's okay. I expected curveballs. Let's keep going. But let's talk about how to guide your team. Let's talk about some takeaways. Guide your team through the curveballs because as a leader it's not just your job to lay out the strategic vision and what you're aiming at it is also your job to guide your team and get them to where they can achieve that absolutely so one of the first things is creating a routine where you follow up with your team about what is going on as you all try and reach this main thing. Oh. What, what is going on? You can't just leave it to them to get it done. You've got to review what's going on and, and what is assumed, what they've learned, and if the information that they've learned has changed something in the plan. Yes, and how often have we seen people our business owners, business leaders lay out a strategy, using air quotes again, and communicate that strategy to their team in a high-level PowerPoint and then say, okay, go implement, and they never follow up on what they say they want. I mean, there's three rules to getting what you want. Follow up, follow, follow up, up, follow, follow up, up on what you say you want. Those are the three rules. So when we talk about meeting with your team and pacing their progress – We've talked about this before. If you don't set the pace, if you wait for them to come to you, they're going to think that you don't care. You have to establish that pace. But don't give them all the answers. Don't tell them what you want to hear. Ask them those questions because when you start, you have to, you're going to fail. Okay. You just don't know where you're going to fail. What we're saying is you're going to get new information. It's going to change. That's your curveball. How you handle that information is going to make or break you. Which is why, which leads me to the second takeaway, which is when you get a curveball and you have new information and it's going to change something, ask your team for three solutions. Oh, because yeah, the yeah. first solution that they're going to recommend to you is just going to be like off the top of their heads. If you just go, yeah, well, how would you solve this? They're going to go, I would do this, this, and this. Yeah. Well, it's not going to have been, I'm going to make a vast generalization, for the most part, well thought through, not going to know if it's even a viable option. But if you have your team come up with three viable solutions or options, then you know that research has been done. Critical thinking has been applied to, does this really work with the rest of the plan? Does it work with the information we've been given? And so get three solutions. Okay. I like that. I like three solutions. And then once you get the solutions, right? and you help them work through which solution would be best, then you're, you're helping them make that decision. And then 
you're still not done. No, because then you need to use critical thinking, helping them think critically about how to implement this solution and asking what and how questions, how will this impact? Because it may impact their day job differently. Right. It may impact cost differently. Yes. And you want to, you want to plant that seed that you know that just because we made some assumptions in the beginning and we've had to manage through one curveball does not mean that the plan, the three solutions that you brought to me, the three solutions that we worked to, to get through together, the three solutions that you are now going to move forward does not mean that we will not receive another one. So how help them now you're helping them to think through, Hey, how are you going to handle the next one? Because this is not the plan that you laid for them. This is the plan that you uh, crafted together. Yes. Yes. And in doing that, I think you also build a better team. Absolutely. For the long run. Absolutely. Lisa, this has been a good one because when our listeners come and this is just the people that we work with, this is everything that we do internally. This is everything we preach. So whether you're coming to this podcast for continued encouragement and confidence in your business, or you want to move faster, either way, this is the process that you have to work through. Your team is looking for you to guide them through where to go and how to get there. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week.